Welcome to the She Runs It podcast, where we help women succeed in business and life. I'm Nicole DeBoom. And I'm Sarah Ratcliffe. We're two successful entrepreneurs who own and run multiple seven-figure businesses. We came together when Nicole wanted to sell her business, Skirt Sports. Through the acquisition process, we genuinely connected, and then we quickly realized the power of combining our business talent, and together, we make the perfect team. Nicole's an amazing visionary, a community builder, and she excels at creating successful business models. If you're ready to start and conceptualize a business, Nicole is here for you. And Sarah is an amazing strategist who kicks ass in massive revenue growth and building successful systems. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, Sarah will help you do that and more. We believe that business is fun and empowering, and we're on a mission to inspire, connect, and advocate for other women just like you to succeed in business and life. Now let's get started. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Hi, Nicole. I am doing great. Okay. I just, I I was like just yelling at you right now. Like what is up with that? My volume just goes crazy. I see someone I like, and I'm like five times louder than normal. I scare people. I'm so sorry. You do. Oh no. I was just really excited to see you too. (laughs) This is awesome. Well, I was really excited too. I wanted to talk about what, um, some of the new stuff at skirt sports and what's coming out right now. Well, let me tell you, actually, I have a question for you because we have, I believe we have the best leggings in the business and I've worn all kinds of different brands. Like I've worn Lulu, I've worn Athleta, I've worn all the different ones. And when I put on the skirt sports ones, they stay put. I can put my phone in the side and they don't fall off. And I am not an itty bitty girl. I have some, some tummy rolls and things like that. So like they don't fall down over that. So I wanted to ask you because you had developed this, it's the all in high rise and the high rise seven eights tights. I want to know, um, why did you, what, what was the reason behind designing those? Cause you guys did that right before I, I took on the company. This is such a good question. At the time we were totally into like customer psychographics. And so we were like, okay, so we got to make collections for this type of, you know, wearer and this type of consumer and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, you know, let's make a collection that might appeal more to the younger, more athleisure person. And so it might mm-hmm. seem as if it's trending more, but still have all of the super technical features that we're really known for. And as we started to put this collection together, it became the all-in collection with various all-in and all-out items, right? We've got uh-huh. tanks and uh, all kinds of stuff. But um, The bras, uh, bra, the bras, which I'm amazing. wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Love it. But the leggings were, I think they're like the sun of that universe. Like they are, they oh, hit the yeah. spot. And what ended up happening, happening is that once we developed it, we're like, why were we focused on age? Like these are for everyone and right. not only every age, like every body. So I think the trick to those is we nailed the wide waistband and where it actually fits. So it doesn't fall down or roll down. And, not. um, 
very flattering for all body types. There's, there it really are, is. yeah, those well, and the fabric is like, oh, yeah. it's like butter. I mean, well, yeah. And it, it worked in both the luxe compression fabric that you're using, which huh? is like a really high end. You, we all in this world, there are certain fabrics you can choose that cost more. That means that we as a company have to pay more for them, but we know that you're going to like them better. They're going to last longer and they're going to fit huh? your body. They're just going to conform better. So sometimes we take the cost on ourselves. And in this case, we did, we were like, we're, huh? we're not going to pass that cost on to the customer. We are going to go ahead and use this awesome fabric. And both the Lux compression and the vintage chic fabrics yes. worked really well for that style. They just, like you said, butter. Why is butter? They like, really are. Describe. Why does that describe? And I wouldn't put it on my legs. Yeah, but like I don't rub it on I don't my know. body. But like you want the feel of what butter tastes like. It's like homey. I don't know. I think it's just a saying. They're amazing. <laughs> but if you're listening and you love our leggings. And you're like, oh, I need a new pair. You can get a discount with our pod discount of pod 20. So if you head over to skirtsports.com, look at our all-in high-rise leggings and the high-rise seven eights, you will find heaven in those. I love to wear them. My daughter who's 10, she wears them. Everyone I've spoken to who puts them on cannot take the darn things off. So check those out, pod 20, save 20%. And if you've never tried them, you got to try them. They're amazing. They fit true to size. So I know those are at skirtsports.com. That's right. Cool. So Nicole, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong with your face? You all right over there? (laughs) Oh, what, what did my face look like? Hold on. Was it crying? Were you crying? (laughs) Maybe pooping? I'm not really sure. It's making a funny face. Okay. I had to check my phone really fast because something was happening and I want to make sure it was on airplane mode. And apparently I have like text face that looks like I'm crying. So one day I was texting and I was very into some text and Wilder looks up. She's like, mom, why are you crying? And I was like, that's what I, I'm just texting. And then I realized like, that's my text face. And I didn't even know I was making that face. Which is really interesting, Sarah, because I think a really good conversation today could be about the face that we're putting out there to the world that we might not even realize we're putting out there. I think that's an amazing topic. So I'm not sure what I look like when I'm texting. Now I want you to, I should text and you can, you can tell me. Well, you know, I think sometimes when you're like caught in your concentration mode, you could have like the Michael Jordan tongue sticking out. You know how he was always like his tongue is like three inches out, like slamming. But um, so you could have that face, which is really interesting. (laughs) Like, like you're. But I think it's important, you know, because there are. It's so funny. I was actually talking with my mom today um, about my aunts, and so. My aunt actually in Salina, Kansas makes all of the momentum jewelry now. Um, and so um, I, you knew that, right? I Where, did not know my that. Family's, my family's very crap. Wait, very should crafty. we just pause for one sec? Because your face looked really excited right now. It did. <laughs> Go with that. Oh, I um, was excited. Actually, I that's really cool. Can you just do a really, really quick update on momentum? 
Oh, actually, we're about to launch a new site. By the time you hear this, we may have launched our new site, which we're very excited about. We've actually owned the business now for a year um, and just kind of realized we needed to make, we needed to change the face of our Momentum website <laughs> because the face we were putting out there wasn't quite... Um, it wasn't working. Um, the way that people were engaging with us on the site wasn't really working and you couldn't get to the, all the products. Um, so we actually decided to make that change. So if you haven't been there for a while, go to momentumjewelry.com. I swear this entire episode is not a commercial for all the, <laughs> hold on. Let's uh, talk about no, this. but I, um, we were having a conversation about this today. We were meeting about momentum jewelry and the, you know, the what's happening in the future and what new sayings we're going to put out and all that. And so my aunt, um, we often have a lot of conversations via text and her, um, the way that she, the things that she says in text are very off-putting at times. And my mom had shared um, that she had asked her to, change it a little. Well, and it was a good conversation to them back and forth because she had had, I wasn't necessarily part of the conversation. I was just hearing about this afterwards that, um, the way that the communication was going via text was, um, not great. And if there were a couple of changes that could be made, it would be a much more positive experience for everyone. So, um, I think that's what we wanted to talk about today is, is just um, for all of our listeners today uh, to get you to stop and think for a second about what is the face that you're putting out there and how are people interacting with it? And are you getting the responses that you want? This can apply to personal life. It can apply to business, can apply to your colleagues, your coworkers. Um, you know, what, what are you putting into the world and are you getting the response back? And, and if you're not, um, you know, maybe there are a few tweaks and changes like our website, like the text conversations. I'm not sure you can make yourself stop looking like you're crying while you're texting. I think that's sort of an unnatural, <laughs> just a natural reaction, but you know, I don't know. Are there any times that you've, you've come across, um, differently than you I wanted think, to? Yeah. I think this is really cool. And I think one of the first ways that you can approach this is thinking about personal interaction, right? With your family, with your coworkers, like you mentioned, um, face to face so they can actually see your face and hear your voice. Right. So often I think we don't realize what our face looks like. Say you're in a meeting and you notice, so what you can see is everyone else's face, not yours you might have a frown. You might be a natural frown facer <laughs> and that yeah. might make other people think that you don't like what they're saying. So they're on the defensive from the beginning. And I'm just bringing this up because maybe this is a really good episode to like actually observe yourself. And the only way to really probably do that is to think about what your face is doing, which is slightly distracting in a meeting, but Right. And maybe even looking at yourself in the mirror and try to see like, is this what I look like in a meeting? And how or would that make I other people feel? You can ask other people too. I think how, you know, how are you like, it's always good feedback to have um, because it really does. It's huge in the way that um, people respond to you, whether it's your family or friends or loved ones. Like if you're, um, 
your visual cues are coming across, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just in a not nice way, you aren't, people are not going to respond to, you know, um, in, in the way that you want them to. And, and so here's an interesting story. Um, and I, I, this is actually a, another story about my family, but, uh, so I did not realize, um, kind of how I was coming across in a number of ways. So, um, I would often get, uh, reprimanded or, um, feedback that my tone was condescending and, um, that I just had a tone, right. And that feedback feedback came to me over and over and over. And I just, I didn't understand what that meant. And it was interesting because all the women in my family had received the same feedback, right. That there was a tone and, you know, I was very intent on building out my career and I wasn't willing to, to sort of settle for this idea that we just had a tone and people needed to deal with it. Right. So I went about trying to solve it. Um, and what I, um, and so I asked for a lot of feedback. I tried to understand. I would listen to myself. Like, I don't, what am I doing? I don't understand. But what I became to understand was that generationally, rather than us saying, rather than me saying, Nicole, I don't like that idea. Perhaps we could explore something different. I would say, mm, I don't really like that idea, Nicole. Like what else? You know, like there was like, I didn't, I was taught from a generational perspective and I couldn't hear it because everyone around me spoke in the same way. So I was used to being spoken to that way. My grandmother spoke to me that way. My mother spoke to me that way. My aunt, you know, that's simply how we spoke. So I was like, well, this is how you talk, right? Cause we learn how to talk from the people who are around us. And so I really had to focus. Um, and even still to this day, you know, my, my initial instinct is to, to respond to people with a tone rather than words. So now I understand what they mean by tone. I understand how it's off-putting. And so I really have to work hard and say, well, what, what is my thought on that? And how do I say it to somebody in a way that's like not rude? Because it's not like, I don't think your idea is good. It's not like I don't respect you as a colleague. It's just, maybe I disagree with it in some way. So how can I verbalize that like in words rather than make you feel like, crap because I just spoke to you in a condescending manner, which I didn't mean to do. And it, it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve the person I'm talking to. So that's not necessarily a face, but that is the face that I was putting out into the world because of my tone of voice. Well, so. I think the number one thing with what you're saying is that you have to have a willingness to change and be open to other people, possibly almost criticizing you. Cause if somebody comes yeah. to you and is like, Hey, what's up with your face? Your face doesn't look like very nice. Or your tone right. is making people feel like crap, you know, like that's going to put you on the defensive right away. So if you yeah. can be open to that and go, okay, all right, breathe. I've heard it a couple of times. There's got to be something to this. And then you can take it constructively. Then I think that's number one is just being open to change. Yeah. And it was really, it became a hindrance in my ability to reach the goals I had set for myself. And it was, it was a very painful time because I didn't understand it. And I had received that feed. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening and you've received feedback that you didn't care for a few different 
if it's a recurring theme, you may want to take a look at it, you know, and, and, and examine it. And usually I think people, you know, I often took the, the criticism, um, poorly <laughs> just to be when we're all young, we don't make the best decisions or, you know, we're not as mature in our handling of things. Right. So I didn't always take it well. And I thought maybe people were out to get me or whatever. And it's not right. The quite the right word, but it felt like it was very personal criticism versus like, I think they were honestly trying to help me. Um, but I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to see it. So, you know, if you're getting that feedback, I think, you know, it's not, it's not that there's anything wrong with you. Um, you know, but maybe ask some more questions and see, because you may get the responses and the, um, the interaction that you're looking for. If you just make a couple of minor tweaks, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, this is so interesting because you're living in a world where you're constantly having meetings with groups of people and you can read the energy through, you know, like you said, visual cues mostly. Um, and I'm trying to now I'm like, Oh, what about visually impaired people? Like you can hear the cues too, you know, it's not just visual. And, um, and you can tell where their people are blocked or not open or something's not right, or they're distracted in my world right now. I mostly live in the interview world of one-on-one and I want people to feel comfortable and open with me. And so I'm very aware of leading with a smile, like always having a subtle smile on my face, even when I'm listening to people for hours, it's a subtle smile instead of a more regular face, which to me at age 50 uh-huh. looks like a frown, right? You're looking at me right now. You can see it. I am, my regular. I'm like, well, it's not really a frown. It just looks kind a of little serious, <laughs> but it doesn't make you want to open up. Right. And so, right. There's, there's, you know, so in these two different scenarios in your world, it may come in handy to have like a little group exercise. You could pull out and be like, you guys, let's, uh, let's do this. And it's funny. And it's a face. Uh It's a, what's up with your face exercise. I'm making it up as we talk, but like, if you could somehow in a funny way, draw attention so that people realize that they may not be putting out a group or cohesive energy, um, that would be really interesting to explore. Well, I usually like to call people out in my meetings. If (laughs) So, but is that like the condescending thing or, you know, or can you, have you figured out how to do it? How do you do it? I'll usually say, um, what's your face? Like, cause I'll, I'll say, oh, your face is talking. Um, your face is like that. I love this. Well, yeah, you have to sometimes because, well, so like Noelle, you know, Noelle on our team. Hi, Noelle. She's very expressive. Love you. She's very expressive. So sometimes I think it happened like a week or two ago, but she was, she must've been reading something and it was like shocking to her. So her face was like making a face. And I was like, Noelle, your face is making a face. What's going on? Are you okay? Like, you know, but, but it wasn't, you could tell it was um, a, a sort of situational kind of thing. Now, if somebody typically has like an angry face on it's um, it, then it's a little bit more difficult. Yeah if they look angry all the time, it's harder to call that out. But, um, if they're making a face, their face is talking well. And I think in the day and age now of, um, uh, video calls, like, and let's 
put it out there again. You and I still have yet to meet in person. That's going to happen like this the summer. the dumbest God, thing I've ever heard. I know. But, but people are on video calls all the time now. And to be honest, before the pandemic, I would say that the majority of my calls, because the, the team that works on all of my businesses are remote, we did nearly everything via phone. So we'd have conference calls, which was nice because you could get in your exercise and you could, you know, I could take a walk, I could do the dishes, whatever it is. And we're still, I mean, I didn't do the dishes that often. It's kind of noisy, but you know, you get, you get what I'm saying. You could walk around or do whatever. Um, but to be honest, I actually much prefer um, face-to-face because I can read the reaction. I can know that people are listening to me and you get those visual cues, you know, that, that you can read, you can react so much quicker because I can throw out an idea and I can tell that you hate it or that you like it or that you're excited and you want to add on, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, when it's just your voice, sometimes it's much more difficult to do that. So, you know, I really think we, there is a face that, um, it's just, it's important to, um, consider what we're putting out into the world in a number of ways and and how that's being received. Okay. Sarah, why did I just think of this term that I know I've heard resting bitch face? Have you heard of this? RBF? Yes. Oh my yeah, God, a it's a thing, isn't it? There's like shirts, you can buy a shirt with RBF. Oh my God, it's like super common. I'm just re- like realizing that term exists, but I think that's yeah. what we're talking about too. Is like some people are like, that's just my face, you know? But um, okay. You know, so it really I- is. There are a number of girls I've seen that really literally is just their face. So, so why are we even having this conversation? Because... <laughs> Because it's funny and fun and it's good to stop every once in a while and think about what, what image and what energy you're putting out into the world. Yeah. Well, our job, the whole purpose of our podcast is to help women succeed in business and life. And I think it's important. It's, it's important to consider this. I mean, I, in, in having this conversation, I thought I'm thinking about it too. Like, well, what, you know, what am I, what is my face saying? What does my face say to my kids? Cause they can read my face. My daughter all the time. She'll be like, mom, are you okay? And it's like, she can see I'm concerned about something or, you know, people can read your face. And so it makes me think, okay, I need to really I need to think about that a little bit more. How am I coming across to people? And what is my face? What is my face saying, you know, and what is my voice saying and my, my visual cues, you can even tell when people are closed off and when they're open, like I tend to close myself off a lot because, um, uh, well, there's a number of reasons, but there's, I just do, let's just say that that could be like a whole nother episode of me talking about absorbing people's energy and all that stuff. But, you know, there's body language of when, you know, um, people are open and when they're not open, you know? So, um, I just think it's important because it really does affect how we're seen in this world. Um, and, and how we come across to other people. That's very important, Nicole. Well, if we had an ask for people today, what would that be? Well, I'd like to know how many of you have RBF. How many just <laughs> Me too. I kind of want to know that actually, <laughs> or how would you describe your usual face, like the one you just walk around with, walk down the street with, go to the grocery store with, 
Yeah. What's your face? How would you describe yours now that you're asking that? What is your face, man? What's your face? Wasn't that something we used to say to people? Like instead of hi, you'd go, what's your face? No. I think you and I have had this conversation before and that was before my time. I think that happened for you. Plus you were in Chicago, right? Which is much cooler than the farm in Kansas. Like what? Okay. It was. I remember this. So yes. Um, Okay. Tell us what your face says. And I'm interested in if anybody has received feedback. Have you heard anything? Have have people said to you or given you feedback on on your face or how you come across or like, you know, what, what is that? What has that been like? So are you crying? Are you constipated? Are you (laughs) RBF? All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, Sarah. I think we did it. Nailed it. We did. We did. Thanks for joining us for another episode of our amazing podcast and for all the love and the shout outs you always give us. We love you guys. See you next time. Over and out.